0: another another digital another digital citizen
1: another digital
2: citizen
0: another digital citizen
2: another digital citizen my citizen
0: my citizen my citizen
2: hello ladies and uh, gentlemen one day late uh, it is another digital citizen hi Luke. Hi hey, fro hi everybody how's it going? hmm one day late. Is it my fault? No. Is it your fault? No. Is it the weather's fault? Yes. It seemed,
1: yes. uh, The weather is really bad here on the west coast of the United States. I think it's not great in a lot of places, obviously, but um, we're not used to this much random snow. We got like a foot in a day and then it just kept snowing. Uh, Yeah, I lost power for... How long did I... Three and a half days? Four days? Something like that. Somewhere around there. something like that. It went out in the middle of the night, so... uh, So, yeah. It it hasn't been great. Not having power for three days is not fun. I probably lost $100 worth of food in my refrigerator. You know what I mean? Yay! Yay.
2: Which is really crappy
1: because food prices right now in America are, like, ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But look. Look. There's always... A good thing. We're on YouTube! Kind of. No, we are on YouTube. Okay. Not kind of. What what kind of are you talking about? Well, we don't have
1: another Digital Citizen YouTube page. No. Which is what you made it sound like.
2: (laughs) Oh, I meant we are on YouTube in the collaboration with Trivial Theater will you give that URL because I don't have it in front of me and I didn't think about it. What URL?
1: The Trivial <laughs> Theater? Yeah. I don't... I, is there a URL? I think it's just look up Trivial Theater on, on YouTube, right? And you'll find yeah. us.
2: We'll search it. Search it, search it, search it. It is uh, Santa Claus, the movie. The best movie in the world.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a... It's a Mm -hmm. masterpiece. Uh,
2: It sure is a movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did a little collaboration with Trivial Chick, who's been on here. If you've listened for a while, you've heard Mm -hmm. about her. Uh, We did a little collaboration with her to check out this movie, and she did a a cool animated edit to it and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of good feedback in the comments everybody seems happy about it uh i didn't realize Rift tracks had done it but a lot of people mentioning that that riff tracks did this movie before which i didn't realize nice i'd like to go back and see that i guess but yeah the yeah, whole thing was pretty we're, fun we
2: we're, we're no no it isn't pretty fun it is very very funny it's it proves... no I'm, i said
1: pretty fun it was well i meant pretty oh. fun to make but yes it is also funny. oh yes yes
2: <laughs> yes uh, it, it was very, very fun. Uh, thank you, Trivia Chick. We will leave a, a link to that in our subscription this time, maybe?
1: In the description? Sure. Description. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'll put it... Well, I put it in the Twitter and the Facebook already, but I'll do it again today. Like,
2: repost yeah. it. Um, and, and put it in the description, maybe. Yeah, I can do that. Yes, cool. Yeah, so go and check us out, uh, Trivia um YouTube, uh, Santa Claus. Watch it again and again. And now I remember that I ta- haven't have told my dad yet. And I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> because I, I now remember I haven't told my dad. <laughs> Hi, dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's probably finding out from this, is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying that... I'm going to guess I don't have the time to call him tonight because it's too late. And when he listens to this podcast tomorrow, I'm asleep. Oh right, yeah, okay. (laughs) So hi, Dad. (laughs) Welcome back from Italy. Yeah. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm.
1: The dance of Italy. Um. That's a callback that, like, barely anybody's gonna get, The Dance of Italy. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even look that up, even if you wanted to find out what The Dance of Italy is.
2: It's funny to me, okay? Okay. Anyway, um, I love doing this podcast. I want to say that I'm doing much, much better. I've slept... (laughs) <laughs> I slept and I have eaten. <laughs> that is a good combination of things I've done. Uh, Yeah, I've not slept
1: all that well uh, because of po- the power. So I-, I am totally brain dead right now, but mostly just mm-hmm. lack of sleep. But
2: uh, I slept all right last night, I guess, so. Um, I'm not going to make a slight remark and say what else is new, but...
1: Right, yeah. Well, this was even worse, like, having to, like, keep the place warm and everything uh, It was a real ha- hassle. It, the Ugh. snow is actually melting right now, so if you if we all of a sudden hear a giant bang on the roof here, it's probably because the, the snow's melting off the trees, and if a giant thing of snow falls, you might hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it might get left in, it might not.
2: It probably will be left in. It depends on if we're
1: saying something interesting at the time.
2: Uh. Are you saying that we sometimes don't say interesting things, Luke? Well, if I can cut it out and it sounds bad, I'll cut it out, but... <laughs> uh, we have some amazing news, other than that we're on YouTube, by the way. I don't know if I told you that. But uh, we have some maybe even better news, To be to be completely fair. I think I think the world is a better place with and Maxwell in jail. Hip hip hooray look. Right, yeah. Uh Gislaine Maxwell
1: found guilty by jury on Wednesday. So if the power would have come on and we would have done the show yesterday, we would have missed this story completely, actually.
2: Yes. I'm I'm kind of happy that we we skipped today.
1: Yeah, we got lucky with a little concerned. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh found guilty on Wednesday of helping late financier Jeffrey Epstein abused sexual uh, sexually abused teenage girls sealing a remarkable fall from grace. Uh, she was convicted on five of six counts, including one of the counts of sex trafficking. Lawyers for Maxwell who face up who's facing up to 65 years have vowed to appeal. So what I read this morning actually is that they're already working on an appeal um, mm-hmm. and that the only apparently it's a tough road to do an appeal in this case because they would have to prove that the judge uh mishandled the trial is the only way they would be so misentering entering of evidence or maybe a there was one thing where like they wanted some of the um testimony to be anonymous uh and then it wasn't and so maybe they could sit, call that like oh she didn't do a good job in keeping people safe or whatever so there's it but the chances are uh, the appeal's not going to work is what i am seeing i don't know what do you think about the appeal
2: i i think it's silly i i hope it doesn't go through i'm very very happy that the jury came to this conclusion i i don't know if it would Lead to anything else? I, 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 I hope this is the beginning of of of, of uh, people actually, uh, even with money and power, getting uh, hit a little down.
1: Uh, during the month on trial, jurors overheard emotional and explicit testimony from four women who portrayed Maxwell as a, as central to their abuse. Three of the four said Maxwell herself touched their bare breasts and took part in certain encounters, which often began as massages. Uh, after the verdict was read, Maxwell, wearing a burgundy turtleneck, poured herself a glass of water. Uh, defense attorneys uh, patted her on the back as she lists, uh looked briefly at her two siblings. Okay. So that was what she was wearing, just in case you were wondering from. Turtleneck.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I'm very... I'm very occupied with what she was wearing instead of what she did. Right. Uh, she had a, also had a
1: glass of water. Important for mm-hmm. those, those details in the article, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. We, we think details like this is judgmental for our, our point of view on Jason Lane Mix- Maxwell.
1: Right. Uh, she, she was wearing yeah. a turtleneck, drinking a glass of water, second in command in an international child trafficking ring. You know, little things.
2: like small 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 details details. that did details details, (laughs) Uh. Uh,
1: (laughs) speaking of jeffrey epstein prince andrew makes unprecedented request in his case uh to for evidence in the case to be kept a secret uh, the Duke York has made an unprecedented request for all witness testimony in his abuse case to be kept secret. He wants depositions, including his own, to remain under seal. Uh, lawyers for the Duke's accuser said there was no logic or authority for such a provision. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh the or his lawyer has asked the judge to halt the proceedings also claiming that mrs. Grufre is not a resident of the United States and did not live in Colorado instead she said she uh, oh he said she lived with her husband and three children in Perth Australia and therefore was unable to make a claim in under federal court law okay mm. so they're still trying to get rid of this lawsuit on like technicalities they how many different technicalities have they tried now it's like eighth maybe 15? right <laughs> yeah.
2: I, yeah, but yeah, when I read this, I, I have to admit, I, I was, I was jumping for joy when I saw just Len Maxwell get convicted, and then I saw this Prince Andrew thing, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, we have still have this creep to get over. <laughs> I almost forgot about him in the joy of of her being jailed. But uh, do you think this will help the Prince Andrew case? Because I do think so. Help him or what? No, help them. Uh, I don't
1: know. Why do you think it's going to help them?
2: Uh, Because uh, uh, the judge will see that uh, they have actually done something against someone of importance. Maybe he will be brave enough to put the pin on what Prince
1: Andrew did wrong. Oh, well, I mean, judges aren't supposed to look at this kind of stuff as, like, uh, relevant to their ruling. They're they're supposed to be unbiased right. in this type of situation, so I don't think it's going to affect I... that. But, I mean, it, it, obviously, humans are humans. It's going to have some mm. effect, I suppose. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, that's, that's hard to quantify, I guess is my point. Uh, yeah,
2: I guess so but it,
1: it, it, I think the whole thing is trying to keep all the testimony secret uh, obviously trying to hide anything from coming out even if he does um, even if he is even if he's found guilty in this situation if they make everything secret uh, we wouldn't find out about pretty much anything and maybe until after the until after the case so. Or after the court case, so, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. You... That's a weird request, so I don't know if it's going to happen yeah, or not.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think that will happen either. Sounds like an extremely weird re- request. Why would it happen? Just because it's royalty? Uh, Well, I don't know. They're, they just...
1: Let's see, uh, blah, blah, blah... Yeah, I don't know why they want to. They they haven't said, or they didn't release at least, the reasons why they want it to be secret. But I would assume, yeah, because he's royalty. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's move on to another royal ass. <laughs> Donald Trump kept having to retape his videotape telling fans to leave the Capitol right, which may explain his 187 minute. Silence during the attack January 6th committee share says this is pretty wow Uh, yeah so
1: if you listen back to our podcast where we were literally podcasting as the January 6th riot was happening we mentioned multiple times why why hasn't anybody come out and made like a statement on this like I think we thought okay Trump should come out for sure but like why didn't anybody make a statement in that time period that was like, "Hey, you know what I mean"? Um, but I think it was mostly because they were waiting for Trump to do this video that we ended up seeing, like they said, one hundred and eighty-seven minutes uh, later, uh, which was underwhelming when we saw it on Twitter, right? Yeah. Um,
2: but it's Donald. Very underwhelming.
1: Right. But I think one of the reasons it was underwhelming is because Donald Trump had to reshoot the video during the Capitol riot because he wouldn't, quote. it says, quote unquote, he wouldn't say the right thing to tell his supporters to go home. A chair at the January 6th committee said, it appears that he tried to do the taping several times but wouldn't say the right thing, Benny Thompson told the Washington Post. Publicly, Trump remained silent for 187 minutes after the January 6th attack. The committee investigating the riot is trying to understand why the president took so long to speak as it weighs recommending criminal charges against him. Um, The video he eventually put out on January 6th, he told his supporters uh, they were very special people, if you remember that.
2: Yeah, very special.
1: It says the reasons for Trump's delayed response were significant because they could help the committee decide whether to make criminal referral against him. Um, One of the concerns is whether or not it was intentional or whether it was a lack of attention that for that longer period of time would warrant a referral. Um, Trump did not immediately respond for uh, for request for comment, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the... There's, that's what they're saying is they had to retape it over and over again because he, I guess he he wasn't on script, which is not unusual for Trump
2: <laughs> to go off what? script. Trump, Trump, was not on script. You must right. be kidding me. Oh come on. So,
1: but in this like situation, it's like you kind of have to be on. You can't just like wing it. You know what I mean? When there's like a mm. uh, a massive riot in the Capitol building happened. Mm
2: uh let's go to michigan where uh you have a governor whitmer that uh, attempted to some kidnapper claim what we barely
1: talked about this i know i mentioned it to you and you were like i'd never he- even heard of this when i mentioned it to mm-hmm. you like in passing but in michigan uh right after the election there were claims that a group of men uh, had uh, plotted to kidnap the governor of Michigan, uh, Gretchen Whitmere, okay? Uh, it was big news in America. Everybody was talking about it. Uh, and uh, what we're seeing now is that the defense for the five men accused of plotting the kidnapping are seeking to dismiss the indictment, uh, alleging that the FBI and federal prosecutors entrapped their clients, okay? Okay. In a 20-page motion filed Christmas night, the attorneys claim that the federal government invented a conspiracy theory about the kidnapping plot in an order to entrap the five men who now face up, uh, up to life in prison. Uh, essentially, this is a quote uh, from the attorney. Essentially, the evidence here demonstrates a grogious overreach by the government agents and by informants uh, those agents handles. When the government was forced... Oh, faced with evidence showing that the defendants had no interest in, in a kidnapping plot, it refused mm-hmm. to accept this failure and continued to push its plan on them. Uh, the lawyers claim that the government initiated the case despite the fact that they knew there was no plan to kidnap the woman, no operational plan, no details about how to kidnap, uh, how the kidnapping would occur, or what would happen after the kidnapping. Uh, furthermore, the attorneys alleged that the FBI informants who helped the government with their investigation coaxed, persuaded, cajoled, and played to sympathies, cultivating friendships in the group. Took advantage of the defendants' financial situations, and suggested that the uh, that the offense they proposed would further a quote unquote greater good uh, is what the mm. FBI told these men. Um, mm. The greater good. What we know about this whole thing is that uh, within the group of this uh, plot, more most of the men in in the group were FBI agents. Mm-hmm. So there was like 11, 11 men. Let's say I'm. This is just a random number because I'm going off of the five. Mm-hmm. Uh, most uh, six of the eleven were like FBI or former FBI or something like that. So um. Yeah. Defendants were initially arrested and charged with kidnapping conspiracy uh, last year. The FBI the FBI, has denied the entrapment allegations and maintains that the men are anti-government extremists who attempted to kidnap and assassinate Whitmer. So the FBI is denying, coaxing these men into, uh, you know, tricking them into getting uh, to, into doing yes. this. Right.
2: But it says that in January one of the six men pleaded guilty to plot.
1: Well, that could just be because he uh, a plea deal. He could like the the state could have offered yeah. him a plea deal, and then to if he if he was to plead guilty for a lower charge, or maybe even uh, if he ratted out somebody and then pleaded guilty, mm-hmm. he would even get a lower charge. You know what I'm saying? So just mm-hmm. because he pleaded guilty doesn't mean he's actually necessarily actually guilty if that makes sense um right but i i think the thing about it is yes maybe the fbi coaxed this is the uh, in quotes coaxed persuaded controlled and maybe played on sympathies but i mean uh they did get to a point where maybe they were actually thinking about doing it so that is bad but Mm -hmm. it reminds me of a lot of other situations where would these? Would they have ever even gotten to this point if the FBI wasn't pushing them to do this? Right, um, mm. specifically the Portland Christmas tree bomber is the one that comes to mind like instantly in my head here in Oregon. Uh, mm. From I don't know when I was in college, maybe there was a a. Do you remember this at all? No, I don't. There was a Christmas the Christmas tree in downtown Portland. There was this huge thing that this uh, Muslim man. Uh, was arrested and found with bomb-making materials, and the FBI arrested him uh, and said that he was going to set up, you know, bomb the, the Christmas tree lighting ceremony of this Christmas tree in downtown Portland. But what was found out is that the FBI actually gave the man fake explosives and...
2: Oh, right.
1: And, yes, like, basically uh, yes, set uh. him up to, to do it. Like, he would, yeah. he had no resources to get to the point to where he was, uh, and they even gave him fake explosives and everything else. Um, right. He wouldn't have ever had explosives to even try to blow something up, uh, even fake explosives, if the FBI hadn't pushed him to that point. Um, mm. And so I think this is a tactic that the FBI uses is where they will infiltrate a group like this, and then radicalize them. Like, some people... Mm. These men were radicalized by the FBI to a degree. Does that make sense? Which is... Mm. Then you look at other things and you're like, okay, wh- how, what other things of extremist violence are being pushed by our own government just to arrest people who are against the government, or whatever? Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think... I, I, I just... I think, I think the plot it in itself is so incredibly interesting. And I I, I don't doubt that it happened to be a, to be 110% honest with you. Well what, what do you think? Do you think this is a true story? Uh well which part? Uh <laughs> that you, they did that they did this. That the, uh, the FBI did this? Who did yeah, this? You got to be more that specific. Yeah that the FBI did it.
1: It seems like it to me and they have a track record of doing these kind of things in the past, mm-hmm. so it I have no reason to doubt that they would do something like this. Um, and we know for a fact that there were FBI agents embedded in this group, so yeah, I, be- I believe it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, now we're going to Poland, where I thought the president was called... Vitos, but that is not his name, (laughs) but uh, the Polish president vetoes media bill uh, bending to the U.S. pressure.
1: Uh, The Polish president vetoed a bill that would force Discovery Inc. to sell off most of of the country's private television network. Oh, oh, to the private television network, diffusing a row that strained relations between Poland and the U.S., the, d- the the bill adopted in a surprise parliamentary vote in December blindsided washington and sent thousands of polls to the streets to protest over what they saw as nationalists attempting to muzzle an independent broadcaster you know that independent broadcaster discovery
2: inc yes <laughs> yes very independent so independent
1: yeah super independent uh, mm. never o- they don't own like many many american tv no, no, networks no, 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 no. um Shh. If implemented, (laughs) the law would have forced the U.S. media giant to sell off more than 50% of its local uh, units. We agree Mm -hmm. to something, and we need to keep our word. Uh, The president said at a press conference referring to a treaty uh, that Poland signed with the U.S. in 1990.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, so I think a lot of people are kind of going... Why are you bowing to the United States so much? But I guess it's because of this... Whatever this treaty is, that I don't... I'm not really... We'd have to figure out what the treaty is, right?
2: Right. I'm going to guess it involves a lot of money, look. That is what I'm going to guess. Weapons or, or, or money.
1: Uh, the U.S.-Poland tax treaty allows U.S. companies to access the Polish market without paying taxes in both countries. Mm. Uh... Income tax convention between the U.S. and Poland prevents fiscal evasion on different taxes in both countries. I don't know, that's that's just has to do with taxes. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with, like, uh, not allowing
2: money, 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 money.
1: Yeah, that's strange. Mm Mm-hmm. It says allowing U.S. companies access to the Polish market. I guess maybe in there it's like you can't deny us access to your market. Maybe that's what this has to do with. That's right. Hmm. Okay.
2: And open up like yeah, economy. It's good for the economy if uh, like American companies start up in Poland. Right. Start yeah, and, and they don't h- even have to pay taxes. How
1: else are they going to get their ancient aliens fix? <laughs> Um... <laughs> How are they going to be convinced that mermaids are real <laughs> with a fake documentary that everybody for like 10 years thought was real? That was Discovery, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, yes, it was. The, the documentary that uh, our friend Tilly saw and was convinced was true. And she wasn't, yeah. the, that's just it, she wasn't like alone. <laughs> a lot was, of people no, thought no. it was real, yeah. Right, yeah. So, look imagine you and me on a sunny some su- sum- summer holiday we're working into the zoo, and and uh, we're, we're trying to relax uh, and then we all of a sudden meet nine wolves do you think <laughs> do you think you would be scared
1: uh, I get well it depends on how well we fed them that day um <laughs>
2: That's a good answer. But authorities
1: in France have temporarily shut down a zoo after nine wolves escaped from an enclosure during visiting hours. No humans were injured in the incident last week (laughs) at the Trovellez Zoo in the south of Tarn region. But four of the wolves were shot dead by the park workers and five were anesthetized by local officials on the scene. Uh, not many people were in the zoo at the time, uh, and at no time was the public in danger, uh, they said. However, the yeah. security problem meant the zoo needed to close until the issues were rectified. The park's owner said the wolves were recent arrivals uh, and escaped after destroying security installations, but never left—oh, physically left the zoo itself. So, Yeah. Hmm. Uh I would assume they're just because they were new that the wolves figured out a way to get out that they hadn't, you know, tested. They hadn't, maybe they hadn't tested the enclosure well enough or something. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I feel sad that they had to shoot one though. That's always sad. Well more than
1: one, but yeah. Uh four of them of the nine. Wow. But yeah, that's I mean yeah, it's not good. That's that's sad.
2: Yeah, I'm uh I'm a pacifist when it comes to killing animals as as well. Uh so how do you think humans would respond to the discovery of aliens? Uh I guess it dep- like it's
1: going to be different for different countries and and everything else like it depends on where you are in the world I, like if aliens came down like how is north korea gonna react that's the first thing. like they're so like separate like separate from the rest of world society and everything else you know yeah. what i mean so like their their reaction is gonna be totally different than like japan or whatever or the uk like all the reactions are gonna be slightly different like country to country but also like religion to religion and everything else yeah mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I love that NASA is now going to try to find out. And how are they going to find out? Well, they are going to invite a bunch of r- religious scholars. Uh,
1: they did, actually. They did invite a bunch of religious scholars. Um, so in 2016-2017, it says, uh, 24 experts uh, were invited to Princeton University... Uh, it says, a, a rabbi, a priest, and an imam walk into a research program funded by NASA. Uh, this is not the start of a religious joke. It, it's precisely what happened at Princeton University in 2016 uh, when dozens of theologians gathered to participate in a program partially funded by NASA to research how humans will respond to the discovery of extraterrestrial life. Uh, one of the religious scholars who participated in this program, Dr. Andrew D david davison uh of cambridge told the uk times that earlier this month oh told them earlier this month that he was one of 24 experts uh in in the group so that's how we found out about it like uh is from one of these experts uh a nasa spokesman told the hill that the agency provided partial funding in the form of a 1.1 million dollar grant to the center of theological inquiry from 2015 to 2017, uh, to... Oh, Davison, whose work involves studying how astrobiology and Christianity interact, told the outlet that he, he and his fellow participants considered how following... how followers of the major religions might rea- react to the discovery uh, of uh, alien life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, f- what does this saying is NASA gave one... A million dollars to a bunch of uh, theologians to tell them how people in their specific religions would would treat alien life I, it's an interesting concept uh you know what i mean like god there's the whole thing god created man and so man is like above like all the animals and everything else you know what i mean uh created in your image but what happens when aliens come down right what is did god create aliens i guess that's a good question
2: Yeah, I I think I think the religious scholars would would have a problem with aliens on on the term that we 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 don't really have a testament uh, for them. Maybe we needed to rewrite the Bible even if there were aliens.
1: Oh, um, like multiple uh, religious books? I, I wouldn't say need to be rewritten, but re interpreted for sure. Uh, Well, the
2: only religion that doesn't have to change in that worldview is actually Scientology, believe it or not.
1: What about the Mormons? Don't they believe in some kind of alien...
2: Yeah, they do. Okay,
1: yeah. There's other weird alien religions that are going to be fine Uh, (laughs) around the world. by
2: By the way, for the Mormons out there, go and ask your pastor about Kolob and why God lives on the planet Kolob.
1: Yep. Another thing I noticed about this is the uh, NASA was asking this in 2016 uh, uh, Well, 2015 to 2017, sorry uh, When And the videos of the The UFO videos that came out Like the first ones that like were accidentally released You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The ones that were done by What's his, what's his name? The guy from Blink-182 Oh yeah uh, Yeah Yes, yeah. They came out in like 2018, 2019. Um, And so NASA was researching this before all this stuff came out about like the alien spacecraft. Like this, now we look at like this last year, and like the, this is the year where uh, the government came out and said, yeah, there's definitely UFOs and we don't know what Mm -hmm. they are, right? But they were already trying to figure out what, how the, how people would react to this years before so did they know years before that's my question mm. right doesn't that make sense in your head or am yes, i stretching yeah. right
2: no i don't feel like you're stretching at all to be fair i think this was the year the government said there are ufos but they are not really dangerous <laughs> that's more or less what they tried to say to you at least
1: or that yeah they don't seem to be a threat for sure yeah well, they haven't done anything threatening. We just know that there's these weird things there. Right, that's what the government said. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, okay, what is this video about? I haven't seen it. Well, this is a video that came out this
1: weekend, I think, uh, out of England in front of the... What? I want to... In front of the Royal Palace, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and a Royal Guard... Uh, you know about the royal guards? Like you're not supposed to get in their way or whatever. Otherwise, they'll, mm-hmm. uh, they'll kind of just uh, what, what's a good word for it? They'll just keep going. So, uh, there's this kid like checking out this, what was going on there, and then this video came out and it became a huge scandal. So, go and give me a countdown
2: whenever you're ready. Okay. And oh. Place automatically. How do I go back? Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, give me countdown. In three, two, one, go. It's
1: loud. Okay, we're seeing them walk in there. Oh, and he just literally took the kid out. <laughs> it should just autoplay. There we go. Playing again. yep nope. So apparently they're supposed to, like, give fair warning, like, so they sh- Yeah. But, like, he just yells, make way, and just, like, seriously takes that kid out with no- Kid out? How old do you think Uh, that kid is? Maybe five? five. Six? Yeah, five, six. And then he just steps over him, like, peasant. Get out of my way, peasant.
2: (laughs) What an asshole.
1: Yeah, I mean, what year is this? I I understand that, like, they're- (laughs) They're, like, trained to do that, but uh, just take a left really quick. You know what I mean? It's not that hard to, like, walk sideways.
2: Hey, what day is it
1: tomorrow? Is it tomorrow New Year's? I don't know. Yeah, tomorrow New Year's?
2: Yes. I hope so. It's
1: New Year's Eve tomorrow, yeah.
2: Yes. So it's the last day of the New Year. Do you have any New Year's planned? Uh.
1: No, I don't think so. I No? It's been such a crazy week without having power that I haven't made... I, I have not done anything, really, except for just, like, try to survive, so...
2: I'm going to eat turkey tomorrow. Turkey? I'm going to be Amer- yeah, I'm going to be American tomorrow.
1: Is that what we do? We eat turkey on New Year's? That's not what we do. We get no, drunk on no. New Year's, so if you... You gotta drink, no. like, a shitload of champagne... <laughs>
2: I got a kick from Champagne.
1: And for some reason cheese whiz is always like whenever you see a mo- like a movie or a TV show, cheese whiz is like a very like uh American New Year's Eve thing. Are you all like yeah. next time you see a scene in like a bar at New Year's Eve and the two main characters are kissing, look around and there's always some dude with cheese whiz. I don't know what. They've got like a monopoly on <laughs> the New Year's Eve market.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I have no plans for tomorrow. I'm probably just going to relax and just have a jolly good time with my turkey. Oh, good. I, um,
1: yeah, I'm just going to chill. I'm, I just, I want to just sleep probably most of the day, to be honest. I
2: don't, <laughs> I don't want to do anything crazy. But, uh, look, uh, the thing is, Trond is going to tell the truth. Happy fucking
0: New Year. This is Trump Trump tells the truth. But the last Trump tells the truth for twenty twenty-one. Twenty twenty-one have been the same shit a year as twenty twenty. And as we end this fucking month of December, I can just say fuck it. Because it looked like twenty twenty-two is gonna be the same. Yeah, I know we have no restriction in the United States, but here in Norway things have been closing down again Part of Europe is also closing down. I was looking forward to having a normal year, twenty twenty-two. By going to Amsterdam in March, twenty twenty-two, I know what you're all thinking. I'm going to go there to smoke weed. No, I'm not. I'm going to go there to see Genesis in concert. But anyway, back to the fucking year of twenty twenty. It was twenty-one for us in the Green Party of Norway. It was a disappointment. The climate case is. Awareness is high among the youth, but people don't vote for it. You have to fucking wait for before it had something sh- really shitty, and something shitty is gonna happen. So, where's status? The Russians are building up their army next to the border of Ukraine. China's not pissed. The Americans are pissed, and there's more fucking weapons and uh, nuclear arms than ever top of that epidemic, and some more mutations who knows What is 2022 20, is bringing us i don't know we have skeptics we have fanatics we have people who claim that taking out the vaccine and not giving a shit is an act of freedom or you taking away freedom from everyone else yes logic and arguments and science doesn't matter anymore 2021 was the death of science you can put all the scientific evidence you want on the table but people are just giving money to crooks religious leaders who can do illegally tax fraud by not paying a fucking dime to anything yes the big fucking mega church assholes I'm not going to mention names but you know who I'm fucking talking about who wants to stay about defending American values while they're not fucking one cent on what they earn, goes to exactly the same state they want to defend their religious values, or the con. Because people who use mega churches to give tons of money and be millionaires are con artists. I can say that. I'm sitting in Norway and I give a fuck. You are con artist. And... 2021 was still the year of those con-artists we don't give money to science we don't give money to poor children or environment we give people money to con-artists because a lot of people are stupid if you give money to a person like that you're a fucking moron and you deserve no respect conservatives didn't used to be that way no, they didn't liberals used to be so fucking cowards that they are now, but they are And the people who don't give a fuck, they still don't give a fuck and say it doesn't matter. But it does. I don't look very bright on 2022. I have some hopes. But sometimes, maybe you need a purge. Maybe you need a pandemic. Maybe you need some plague. Maybe you need a fucking war. Or something catastrophe that maybe, like... 20, 1 billion people dies or something just people to learn? I don't hope for it. But I don't think people will learn before things like that happen. The, world, the age of nationalism, the age of fascism, the age of religious stupidity, it's not over. We have all the science, we have all the knowledge in the world. We have enough goods in the world. We have enough money in the world. We have everything in this world to make it a better place. We just don't want to. Because we think giving a top percent of people more than they ever fucking can use in a millennium is defending so-called freedoms. Well, people, it's one reason why we call it the 1%. Because 9% of you will never be part of it never you can get all the tax cuts in the world but you will never be a part of it 2022 I have no hopes for I hope I can start 2022 in a first segment of some good news but I don't think so I again gotta keep on doing this as I've done since 2016 giving you fucking good messages every fucking week and our new podcast with the longest segments of in every month. So, listen back, this was Tron, end of the year, happy fucking new year.
2: Yes, happy new year, Tron. Uh, Happy new year, everybody. Ha- ha- well, happy... No, just Tron.
1: Just Tron? Okay, yeah, nobody else,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. just... No, just Tron. <laughs> we, we don't care about anybody else but Tron. Uh, that, that is a lie, and we love you all. 2022 uh... <laughs> might
1: be better? <laughs> this year I don't know
2: <laughs> question mark <laughs>
1: i mean, I guess that's a good transition to go into the netflix uh i guess new yearly thing that they're doing death to twenty twenty one one yeah that was fun uh yeah it was good it was a little i thought it was't as there was less interviews in this year's one mm-hmm. it felt like there were more people in last year's ones like maybe celebrities I should say there were more celebrities in last year's ones that were kind of more high profile. I thought some of the content was more interesting in last year's. But, you know, they can't control what happened during the year, right?
2: I hope this uh, continues, to be honest. It is very, very funny. And the QAnon lady, she's the best. I mean, the Republican QAnon lady. Right, and she
1: was in the last one as well. And she was good in that. I thought the one British woman who... I like her... Uh, I don't remember her name. The she's a famous British uh, comedy right. actress. The,
2: yes, she's amazing.
1: And she's good in everything else I've seen her in. But the mm-hmm. last year she did a stick where it was like she thought everything was a reality show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And she didn't continue with that same stick this year, which yeah. I did. I thought uh, I really liked that gimmick, and mm-hmm. she, I thought it would have been funny for her to like treat like the Capitol riot as though it was some kind of like. Mm -hmm. end of the world movie or something you know what i'm saying yeah Mm -hmm. um i liked that gimmick and they didn't continue it so uh overall i don't know i'd give this one maybe a uh, i gotta go like a 6.5 where the last year would probably would have been like an eight yeah
2: yeah i uh, i would agree a 6.5 is is where i have it uh i've seen some things on tv as well uh it's strange that how how that things works uh, I saw Station Eleven. Did you see this? No. This is a Paramount Television Studio. Science fiction drama. Uh, it is a post apocalyptic saga in different timelines. Uh, it's about uh, this devastating flu. Stop me if you have heard this before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, how they attempt to reimagine a new world it's a it's very standard very okay and uh, some very good actors uh Mackenzie Davis is in this and Hamish patel uh that I also uh, much like uh I will give it a six I guess for the two episodes I've seen
1: uh I saw love never lies
2: on Netflix mm-hmm. I also saw ne- love never lies
1: did you okay um uh-huh. I downloaded this. I, I wasn't able to see a lot of TV and movies just because I didn't have power for four days. But uh, I was able to download it onto my phone uh, and watch this. It uh is about it's a dating reality show, just like Love Island kind of, kind of or any of those kind of shows, mm-hmm. right? Except the gimmick to this one is that there's a they have lie detector test sessions every what at the end of every. Day or something it seems like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they they come in as couples, and then e- each one has to individually take a lie detector in front of their partner, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And they ask them tough questions, like in the first episode, it's just about like their per- previous relationship, where it's very much like, uh, did you ever cheat on them when you guys were dating or whatever, like that? If they're married, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, and yeah, the the concept is kind of
2: interesting. It is it Spanish? I think it's Spanish. It is Spanish. It's a uh, very very Spanish. Uh, I I don't know why you were so surprised I watched this. It well, I think it came early. out
1: in November.
2: Oh. It, so it,
1: it's oh. kind of random that we both watched it this week. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I guess it's it's because it was nothing else new. But yeah, no. Uh, I it's just like this six. I, I, I think the the thing with the money uh, is kind of, like, strange where, like, they lose money if they lie, but they gain money if they uh, they t- uh, tell the truth. Right. I, I like that concept of it. That That is a very good
1: concept. Well, it's similar to that one where uh, if you if they sleep together, or if they kiss or whatever, if they have any sexual Price. interaction, they lose money. Like, so they start with a prize pool and then uh, over time they can lose money uh, as they go, which is kind of an, it's, I like this better than that one where they're like, if you kiss, mm-hmm. because in this one you can't have a situation like in that that show where in the first season the two women just start making out in the bathroom just to spite people, right? Mm-hmm. That can't happen in the show where, you know what I mean? Well, I guess if you yeah. just wanted people to lose money, you could say the wrong answer on Thing, purpose. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, but what would the use be of that?
1: And you'd have to be lucky because you don't know what the right answer is technically, so yeah. Right, yeah.
2: But yeah, no, uh, very standard. I gave it a 5.5.
1: Uh, I gave it a 4.5, but I thought it was, like, right. it's definitely below average, um, mm,
2: it's a, I just a... also, it was a little bit better.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I just think, mm. like, any kind of crappy reality show like this is, is just below average in my mind, no matter what.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can understand that.
1: Formulaic, yeah. Uh,
2: The Silent Sea? Yeah, The Silent Sea. Yeah, I did you watch this? I
1: did not watch this yet. I have it though, and I need to see it.
2: Yeah, it's a Korean science fiction uh, show. Um, I saw two episodes, um, and I'm p-
1: probably out.
2: Okay, but I liked it. Don't get me wrong; it's not it's not bad. It just feels a little what's the word i'm looking for try tr- tr- and and a little bit boring the only thing that i was very happy about that they have one of the people from squid game in this oh.
0: uh,
2: that i recognized sure so they, this is about the uh, members of of this uh station uh, that have to like fight When their station is in danger, and they have to like decide what their mission will be, and how like their destiny intertwine with uh, with things they do, Uh, and it's about this moon uh, uh, moon uh, station, and yeah, it's it's very, it feels a little too soap opera maybe for me. I guess that's my biggest complaint. But I. I, I, I won't continue it if, if uh, you watch it and you all of a sudden go, oh, hey, Fro, you're a uh, maniac, you should watch a new episode. But I, I think I will give it a four. All right. Uh, it seems like Netflix
1: is kind of, they had the success with Squid Games, and they're like, mm-hmm. what other South Korean things can we just, like, pump out as quickly as possible, right? hmm
2: because yeah, didn't we watch really a like
1: South that. Korean show last week, or was it the week before yeah, we
2: that? No, yeah, it was the week before that. Right. right okay. I, yeah.
1: Which I, I guess I understand it, but it's just like, mm, if you're gonna do that, they better be shows that people are gonna that aren't like B B tier. They gotta all be A tier, otherwise you're gonna start losing people from wanting to see those things just because they like Squid right. Games, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Um. Okay. I mean, the last thing I watched uh, was. Into the Dark, season three, because I had that on my phone, and I caught up on that. It's very good. It's very fun. I need
2: to see this. I'm season. hoping
1: there'll be a new season, um, yeah. but I'm not sure. But yeah, it's it's definitely still like one of the best shows out there. All the acting is really good. Kind of slipped into a thing where in the first few seasons the cops were were the bad guys, and there were also mm-hmm. the gangsters who were the bad guys, right? Everybody was a bad guy, really, and in this. Uh, season they're kind of slipping into that bad for formulaic cop drama thing where there's there's the cops that are like I don't know uh, it feel certain parts of it feel a little NCIS or something like that so I don't um, want them to go too far in that direction but still the storyline's good so
2: uh, I saw a Norwegian uh, show Nisse i bingen or uh, the San- Santa's in the uh, barn would be a good translation i guess uh this is a mock reality uh, television show with okay. like comedy uh where where they like um mock competition shows that have been on norwegian television it's very norwegian centric i don't think anybody that's outside of norway will find this funny at, at all but i really really liked it I give it a 7 out of 10.
1: Uh, I'm seeing there will be a season 4 of In the the Dark, sorry.
2: Yeah, like, I need to see this season. I haven't watched one single episode of this season. Uh, yeah, I don't... It it doesn't
1: seem to say when it's coming out, so I don't... But it definitely has been confirmed, so, cool. Nice. Uh, that was all the TV I saw, yeah.
2: Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh... Uh, we did not see this together, but holy moly, inside job, episode ten. I'm so happy that we can talk about this now. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: sorry. Let me get the description up. I don't. I was just look. Actually, let's talk about this now because I was totally just looking at this. Apparently, BBC did some coverage of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial Mhm. Uh, and they they brought on Alan Alan Dershowitz to analyze to analyze it. No yeah. Really?
2: Uh,
1: wow uh, And people is, were like is... What the hell? <laughs> Obviously
2: <laughs> That is uh, Mm-hmm. In a, that is something
1: uh, What I'm seeing right here BBC now admits that Alan Dershowitz interview Was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs> How do you fuck that up? <laughs> oh my god That's so funny Wow, <laughs> wow. Oh jeez Oh, right, the description. Uh, okay, so... Uh, what was it? Episode 10? Correct? Mm-hmm. Episode 10... I still don't have it. There it is. Inside Regan, uh, to find a forgotten password and save Cognito Inc., Regan goes deep into her mind and accesses memories from her dysfunctional childhood. Right. <laughs> so she like... They they have this like... Uh, interspace-type, uh, mm-hmm. what, um, brain... Well, it's, it, you go into... It's not like when you, they go into dreams, uh, it's kind of like you're going into your own mental state. Like, they create, like, right. a map a map of their mental state, and each one is different, and hers is, like, this weird, uh, messed-up uh, conspiracy board, right? With, the, like, the red strings and mm-hmm. everything. Like, that's her, how her brain looks, which is kind mm-hmm. of a cool call back to the show, you know what I mean? Because it's all about conspiracy theories and everything.
2: Yeah, no, I love this episode. I think this was uh, the bang episode to go out with. And it opens a lot of possibilities for season two. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, the you know, the
1: father storyline is still going, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's running the place now. Uh, We Mm -hmm. still have all our main characters. uh, Mm -hmm. And, I guess, did the president robot die in this? I actually don't remember. He didn't. Yeah, so there's that story still going, too. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of possibilities for a season two um, for where they could go next with this. I mean, like, a lot of possibilities.
2: Yeah. Now, this is just plain crazy, plain funny, and the animation is a top-notch i give this episode
1: an 8. Uh, yeah, i give this episode an a 8.5. Yeah, I thought it was good. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If we want a free trial and a free book, get a free trial to Audible and a free book. Uh, it's a 30-day trial, and you get to keep the book even if you cancel uh, before the 30 days is up.
2: You can get Documents That Changed the World, a BBC Radio 4 History. It's a Sony-winning Investigating History series, and it's 29 hours and 30 minutes. I loved it. Uh, highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Top five best and worst TV shows of
1: 2021.
2: Um. I yeah, don't... you started the bad list uh, no, you started the good list last last time. So last week. I th- okay, I will start the good list this time. I guess.
1: I can tell you right now, my good list is uh, probably a quarter, if around, of the size of my bad list. It's like oh,
0: my bad <laughs> list is
1: so there's so much bad this year,
2: and not that much have... good. Like very little good. I have. So much good and almost nothing bad, so that's funny. Okay, I don't know how that's possible, Mm -hmm. but we shall start with my number five. My number five is uh, Reservation Dogs. This is a comedy drama uh, on Disney Plus. It is on here Uh, uh, for integer teenagers in rural Oklahoma steal, rob, and save in order to get Exotic, Mysterious, and Faraway Land of California, uh, written by uh, Taika Waititi. Um, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb, n- whopping 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Amazing TV show. Recommended wholeheartedly, as they say. Uh,
1: yeah, this was on FX, by the way, not Disney+. Plus. I was like... I don't watch. It was in Disney Disney Plus on um, in Norway, I said. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. In America, yes. then it's on FX. I was like, mm-hmm. "How did I watch this if it was on <laughs> Disney Plus?" <laughs> yeah. no, no, because uh, I don't watch anything on Disney Plus. All right, uh, my number five has a five in it. It's Girls Five Eva. Mm-hmm. How does that? That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mean for that to happen, kind of, but it did. Uh, this was my favorite, definitely favorite comedy show of the year, right? I mean, mm. I think the next best comedy show on here that I have is Solar Opposites, which was the one, the cartoon done by the guy who oh, did yeah, Rick and Morty. Mm, yeah. It's not in my top five, but like that, uh, co- as far as comedies go, then like, mm. what's the next best comedy show on here? Holy moly, Australian version? Right, so there's like a big <laughs> jump
2: there. Uh, I I think one of my favorite shows that I don't have on the list that's comedy is Kevin can fuck himself. I love that show. It's I'm on my
1: short list, and yeah. not even just. I didn't. I didn't even really give it that high of a score, but it was so mm. original. But we'll get into that, I guess, yeah. in the honorable mentions.
2: Yeah, my number f- four is a show that I see a lot of people having a uh, struggle with and i know that duke has uh, still not watched this it is the bite it is uh, by the same people uh, that has made uh, one of our favorite shows that i all, all of a sudden can't remember what what was called uh about the the, the beast that went into people's brain and then they exploded mm mm-hmm. yeah Uh, But this has just 6.6 out of 10, and 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is New York neighbors Rachel and Lily juggle everyday life, career, relationship, and possibly the end of the world. It is made by Robert King and Michelle King. Amazing, amazing show. Uh, I think this is one of the most underrated shows uh, of this year. Uh, okay. My Brain num- Dead. Brain Dead was the show I was thinking of,
1: yeah. And what was this show called, so you don't confuse people? The Bite. Okay. Uh, my number four, Sasquatch, Um mm-hmm. movie, or a TV show barely about Bigfoot called Sasquatch. After hearing a haunting story about a savage Bigfoot attack, David Holt holthouse revisits northern california 25 years later to hunt for evidence that might lead to the truth about what happened uh mm-hmm. this was that documentary about the sasquatch that attacked like a weed field in mm-hmm. northern california which ended up being this huge like uh deep like rabbit hole this guy went down of like this you know, urban legend that turned out to be really this huge crime that was being covered up by this urban legend, right? It was pretty mm-hmm. interesting, intricate. The guy, the main uh, narrator for it was such a good narrator, like great storyteller, mm-hmm. right? I remember saying that when we first watched it. It was like the storytelling mm-hmm. in this was just like you want to keep watching because the guy is such a good storyteller. Um, Yeah, my was my number four. I gave it, what, I gave it an eight uh,
2: at the time. Uh, my number three is my first Korean uh, drama on this list uh, it is called Vincenzo. It is uh, 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. This is uh, one of the most funny shows I've seen this year. This made me laugh uh, in tears. Very very funny, extremely uh, well written, extremely well-directed everything. Uh, during a visit to Smodland, a Korean-Italian mafia lawyer gets uh, a common taste of his own medicine with the side of justice. I will not go into uh, the storyline too much because I don't want to spoil this, but it is one of the most funny and most interesting shows I've seen this year. Uh, th- this was a surprise
1: one for for us because it was on freeform and i remember you enjoying this as well uh, my number three cruel summer do you remember this no uh the series follows two teenage girls in the 1990s and the repercussions on everyone's live after one of them disappears and the other one seemingly ends up taking her place um and then and then the girl returns right and it kind of goes it's like set in one it's set in the 90s but then you also see middle like what's happening uh one year later and then i think it's two years later or something and they show Mm. or years later after everything's happened what how it's affected and it's all happening at the same time Mm. so the editing of this i remember being very impressed by how they edited it all together and the storyline's amazing because it Obviously the script they took a lot of time to write it and really get the intricate uh, puzzle pieces to fit together with the story. Um, the acting was very good so yeah I just remember this one being uh, you know one like when we watch this as many shows TV shows in a year as we do, mm. this was one of the ones that I actually finished right mm. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah It's really good. My number two is a very independent show you never heard of. Squid Game? Have you heard of this? Never. Never. It's not on my list at all. No. Uh, It has gotten an 8 out of 10 on to be 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm not going to go into what it's about. I'm going to let Luke tell you about that later. Okay. But uh, yeah, (laughs) that Squid Game is my number two.
1: My number two is Reservation Dogs, which was your number four, oh, I think. Uh, yes. For indigenous teenagers nice, in fine. rural Oklahoma, steal, rob, and save uh, in order to get to California. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think I even said this when we were talking about the Golden Globes. I was like, this is a, was a sleeper that nobody seemed to talk about, but yeah. was so well put together. And the acting was very good. And the story, uh, it made you feel like you were there in that situation kind of like you could feel mm. for every character and even the stupid drug dealer kids you're like mm. at least for me I'm like I knew those kids when I was growing up you know what I mean like I knew that that kid I knew him uh and so the characters are also very relatable I guess so yeah mm-hmm. that's my number 2
2: my number 1 and uh to my surprise my number 1 to be honest is yellow jacket I love this show. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it tells the narrative of a team of wildly talented high school girls, soccer girls, that uh, players that who survives a, a plane crash uh, deep in Ontario wilderness. But when a series of chronicles their descent from, com- uh, from a complete but thriving team, to warning cannibalist clans who also tracks their life attempting to piece their life together. This has an amazing uh, cast. Sophie Nellis, Jasmine Silver-Brown, Sophie Treksher, uh, Melanie Lansky, S- Christina Richie, Juliet Lewis. A- amazing show. Um, the most underrated show of this year. All right, uh, let's
1: see. Honorable mentions, yeah.
0: Oh, no, yeah, i got to do one. my
1: best. Obviously, it's Squid Game, my number one. Oh, I mean it, a shock. I, like, went through this, and I was like, I don't want to be... I, I really don't want to be so uh, obvious. You know what I mean? Like, it's so obvious right. to put Squid Game at number one. But after going through my list and, like, looking at all my shows that I put in my uh, best of the year short list, I'm like, nothing competes. There's nothing that, like... I saw that even it comes close. So, uh, there was no way to, like, put this anywhere else but number one.
2: Sorry, I didn't hear you at the ender. What, what do you say? You cut out. Oh, okay. Let me write
1: down time code. I didn't hear you, sorry. Can you hear me now?
2: Yes. Oh. You, you totally cut out in the ender. Hmm... Uh...
1: Uh, it doesn't really matter what I said. We can, we're just gonna go right into the uh... honorable mentions. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I just said honorable mentions, but I think you should say it again, just in case you talked okay. over me and I need to cut it together better.
2: Yeah. Honorable mentions. Luke, uh, landscapers. Uh, well, I mentioned
1: Holy Moly, Australia behind her eyes. Mm-hmm. Dope Sick. Uh,
2: Devil May Care. Wanda Vision. Them. And here's the show that you didn't like. Like Only Murders in the Building. Uh, Kevin... Can F himself, I guess we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Loki. The Girl in the Woods. Nine Perfect Strangers. Um, American Otto. Losing Alice.
1: Uh, Panic, I think I had on my, believe it or not, that was really fun. Uh, Shadow and Bone? Uh, what would, uh, let's see, what's another one? Uh, Coyote was pretty good. Uh, Midnight Mass? Um, I think that's pretty much it on my my short list. Okay. Oh, The Search for Q, I guess, is a good one?
2: Oh yeah, that's a good one. I have the cleaner, Heels, and uh, the animated show, Invisible. That okay. was fun. Yeah. Okay, Luke, are you, are you ready to talk about shitty TV? Oh, I am so stoked for my list. I I, I have never been so happy about my list on the worst TV show. But I'm going to let you start with your number five. My number five? I'm going to go Cherries Wild,
1: a game show with Jason Biggs. <laughs> As the host, I guess. So, so good. This Amazing. was just a thirty-minute commercial for Pepsi. <laughs> it's called "Cherry's Wild" because, uh, well, number one, there's a giant slot machine, and that's the, the all the game is is they pull a slot machine and then answer questions to like get. Every time you answer a question right, you get a uh, turn pulling this the lever on the giant slot machine, which is obviously just fake. Number one. And it's all just a big product placement for Cherry Pepsi or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first episode at least, maybe, I don't remember if the second episode that I saw did or not, but it was like 100% completely commercial free, paid for by Pepsi. So, like, there weren't any commercials in it, (laughs) but it was a giant commercial for Pepsi, right? So, Mm. uh, interesting marketing tactic, I'll give them that terrible television show though uh, the game itself didn't make any sense uh, there was no strategy or anything uh, Jason Biggs was terrible it always seemed fake I don't even think the um, I don't even think the contestants were I think they were actors I think the whole thing was just a giant false narrative bunch of bullshit
2: so uh, yeah that's my number 5 well my uh, number 5 is fuckboy island or fboy island where a lot of groups of uh, 24 nice and 12 fuckboys goes to a tropical island where three three women are trying to find love Re- and uh, remember the premise is this if they trick the women they will get money well fast forward to the last episode's uh, episode of fuckboy island there's one fuckboy that doesn't want to be with a woman and he wins money for a charity. Remember that? Oh, they can win-win money? Oh, we didn't tell you you could win money to your uh, charity. So fucking stupid.
1: Alright, my number four. Uh,
2: celebrity dating game? Um... <laughs> I have that. That's my honorable mention. I love that show. Such a good show.
1: Uh, it's the dating game from the 70s that everybody <laughs> doesn't remember because no, they're not like 80, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, anybody who was watching this probably, I guess it's on ABC, right? So maybe they were, but this had Zoe Duchanel and Michael <laughs> Bolton for some reason. Mm-hmm. We had no clue why he was there or what his purpose was other than there was one part where he sang... Or he played a song on the piano and they had to guess that tune, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. And it was like the celebrity is sitting there and they're doing the dating game thing. But it, obviously this was also 100% fake and scripted and stupid. So uh, yeah, that's my number four.
2: Uh, my, <laughs> my number four, Luke, is a show that uh, I know that you enjoyed. It is overserved with Lisa Wonderpump. Okay. Do you enjoyed that show.
1: It was well, so good. You? She's such an. Yeah. She, she had mo- many shows this year. She had more than one show. She had like three mm-hmm. or four shows on TV.
2: Lisa invites viewers to Villa Rosa for an alfresco evening full of unexpected um, surprises and revealing moments as she hosts two or three celebrity guests for an unforgettable night full of stiff uh, cocktails, devilish fun, and delicious feasts created entirely by Lisa herself, with immersive themes like Diva Tea, Beverly Hills Comfort Food, and Ladies Who Brunch. (laughs) Oh, such an amazing reality show. All
1: it was was just her and like some rich people sitting down and eating. (laughs) There was no real concept to this other than just like we're going to sit down and talk about how rich we are and how great our lives are and how much Mm -hmm. like and then like gossip about like our other celebrity friends and like (laughs) oh you remember the party at what's her name's house or something like that right. Mm -hmm. So that's my number four. (laughs) My number three I went with alter ego. A reality show mm. on ABC, I want to say. Mm. Uh, oh, Fox. It was on Fox. Right, because all those crappy uh, singing slash dancing shows are on Fox. <laughs> uh, mm. This is a singing competition show where contestants reinvent themselves and perform like never, never before as their dream, and I'm going to put that in quotes, avatar. <laughs> it, it's a singing competition show except they like would put in... The judges don't get to see them. They only get to see this avatar, like, VTuber-type animation that's connected to, like, a motion tracking device, right? hmm Seems fine. Concept seems, like, whatever, right? But yeah. the whole thing of the way they presented it was like, oh, this is because these people are so shy and so sheltered and they can't be in front of a crowd, so they need they have to be in like the metaverse to 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 be entertaining otherwise they're a hor- like they they would be horrible at, at singing right that's how it felt mm-hmm. and it felt like um what a pandering to people not pandering but um almost demeaning to people who have like actual social anxiety and things like that hmm. does that make wonder... does that make sense yeah
2: i wonder if that show will come up again
1: I found uh, a little thing here. Alter Ego has to be one of the most dangerous shows ever made. Not in the traditional sense of danger. It's more along the lines of involuntary muscle contractions and spasms from cringing so hard after watching several performances.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe someone else has it on his list. Uh, My number three is Clarice. (laughs) Uh, this was uh, one of the most anticipated shows of uh, last year. Uh, both on my list and Luke's list, funny enough, of the most anticipated shows. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was not good. <laughs> it wasn't good, no. I
1: I don't remember it being terrible, though.
2: Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Luke. Oh, I gave
1: it a 6.5. I even see it here, see it here. So oh, you must have hated oh, it more than me.
2: I hated it, yeah. Clarice offers a deep dive into an own told story of the FBI agent Clarice Sterling as she returns in the field of 1993, one year after the events of the Silence of the Lamb. Brilliant and vulnerable Clarice bravery give her inner light that draws the monster Madden to her. However, her complex psychology makeup that comes in a challenging childhood empowers her to begin to find her voice while working in a man's world, as well as escaping the family secrets that has haunted her through her life. Thirty-nine percent on rotten tomatoes. <laughs> uh, six point six out of ten on IMDb. But yeah, I hated the shit out of this. Huh? Oh. I don't remember you hating it
1: that much. I, I guess I kind of remember you not liking it, but yeah, in your top mm. five. Okay. It it probably has to do with like the anticipation. Oh, I'm really excited for the show. Also, still. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My number two, yes, two. my number two, overserved with Lisa Vanderpump.
2: What? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's cool. It was the.
1: It was actually my lowest rated show of the entire year. The uh, the one that uh. is my number one had half a point more than it. But I gave the mm. show a half a point at the time. The other um, one I lo- looking back is much more cringe worthy but this was horrible Lisa Vanderpump uh, mm-hmm. just it's it felt just uh, too gaudy and too ridiculous and like who really cares about this woman right that's how I felt. right
2: yeah I'm very happy that we have it on the list both of us mm-hmm. my number two is a game show called Alter Ego Look uh, I don't know if you heard about this on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you say that when we talked about it, when you talked about it? Uh, No, I don't think so, no.
0: Uh,
2: It is the worst TV show of this year. Just have to make this clear. It is dangerous. It is extremely dangerous. it's just like, it is nightmarish. and, And I love, one of the things that I read in in uh, The garden, uh, No, yeah, it was in The garden. Limitedly Nightmarish is alter ego the worst television show of 2021. It says, "Fox bizarre singing competition in which celebrities judge computer-generated avatars is a horrifying oddity. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number two as well, because holy moly, that show.
1: All right, my number one uh, war show of 2021. I'm going to go marriage or mortgage. Okay. Uh, A wedding planner and a real estate agent compete to win the hearts and budgets. (laughs) And budgets of couples who must choose between either a fairytale wedding or a dream home. (laughs) So they can either have a house or a a one-day event.
2: Yes.
1: That, that, That should show you how ridiculous wedding prices yeah. and uh, actually are, <laughs> you can yeah. either have a wedding or buy a house, which, you know, those are in the same cost area. That's weir- not weird at all. Uh, and not only that, the show, the two women who are the, what, uh, real estate agent and the wedding planner just are blatantly terrible people, right? They're like explaining yeah. how they scam people into uh, spending more money than they need to so that, they, you know what I mean? Uh, they're like, we'll show you this, but what? If, then we'll show you this really extravagant one that you're you're gonna want even more right after that, and then the one lady's like, oh, we better go get lube them up before we take them to these to the venues or whatever to check out, uh, or before we go to the houses to check out houses. So she's getting them drunk to like try to trick them into buying a house. There, it was like these people are
0: terrible <laughs> human beings. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. Terrible. Uh, Yeah, I am going to admit that my number one is not the worst show of the year, but this has to do with personal taste and also how you look upon things. So, my most anticipated TV show of this year was Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. Um, I was willing to give it a chance. We talked about it when it came out, how the trolls looks incredibly fake, we will talk a little about the plot, I guess. Moraine, a member of the magical organization, takes five young people on a journey, believing that one of them uh, be the reincarnation of a dragon, a powerful individual, prophesied to save the world or destroy it. It has Rothman Park in it, a lot of other. Uh, but listen to the uh, this. Uh, thing here. It has 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Your chinchilla hates it, and it has 82% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't those scores incredibly too high? Uh, I think it's
1: definitely a preference thing, but I remember not enjoying it. Right. I mean, I can look it up really
2: quick. Let me see what I gave it. I think you gave it one and a half points or something. Okay. I gave it zero. But yeah, no, I I despise this show. I really, really thought it was absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm seeing.
1: I gave it a two point five. Yeah, a two point or a two. A two. That's why I gave it a two.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, and uh, then we have like high things like when it's a seven point three out of ten and eighty two percent on rotten tomatoes. That's extremely
1: high. Uh, yeah, I guess I must not have... I must have skipped over Wheel of Time when I was doing my short list. Okay, well, let me look at this. Uh, Dishonorable Mentions. Uh, yeah. I've got a lot of these, so maybe I should double up some? Uh, sure do. uh Call Me Cat and, uh, Go Big Show?
2: Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. That was amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, that was great. Uh, Masked Dancer <laughs> oh, and boy. Name That Tune. Too bad, uh, Mm-hmm. Reality shows. Ghost, the American version. Uh, Bling Empire. Uh, La Brea. Uh, Firefly, Firefly Lane and then The Young Rock was also really bad. Mm. Hellbound. Uh, assembly Required. That was a stupid show. Mm-hmm. The Crew. Remember that? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's on mm-hmm. my list, actually, at some point. Country Comfort? You remember that mm-hmm. redneck show? That was, like, so ridiculous, and it was all... That was a big commercial, too. Hey, a show that both of you all saw, Cooking with Paris. Uh, over Oh, yeah. Uh, Zero Chill. Oh, The Holmes Family Effect?
2: Uh, Fate, The Winx Saga. That was... Shit. I don't. Do I remember that? Yeah, that was bad. Uh,
1: Pooch, perfect. <laughs> Sexy beasts. Uh, Chad, actually, remember that? <laughs> no, I
2: don't.
1: That was the one where the woman was playing like
2: the teenage boy. Oh yeah, that was so. Oh, oh. it was so creepy. Oh, that's so creepy and cringe. I don't have any one more. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah. the Nevers. Uh. Oh.
1: Doing the Most with Phoebe Robinson, Phoebe Robinson, uh, mm. Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, WWE Most <laughs> Wanted Treasures, uh, <laughs> Big <laughs> Trick <laughs> Energy, which is a joke mm-hmm. about penises, if you didn't get that, um, mm-hmm. Exposure, which was a reality show about taking photos, uh, Pet Stars, which was a reality show about those, remember it was like the ugly dog cat thing?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That
1: was so The Upshaws. Oh, another Lisa Vanderpump show. Vanderpump Dogs was a show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing Vacation Rentals, which was, again, I think, just a big commercial. iCarly was terrible. It happened this year. Cheap Old mm. Houses. Comedy Premium mm. League was one you mentioned to me. Uh, Disney Magic ba- Bake Off. Cash at mm. Your Door, also with Jason Biggs. Another Jason Biggs show <laughs> in the Bad List category. Uh, the D'Amelio yeah. show, uh, Q-Force, oh, yeah. <laughs> a cartoon that was just incredibly not, it was offensive mm-hmm. in weird ways, uh, Frogger, which was a bad reality show, it was just, uh, the floor is lava, right? Uh, NCIS Hawaii, La Brea, mm-hmm. that was one that I was excited for and turned yeah, out to be garbage.
2: I, I said that, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh... CSI Vegas, uh, The Kids Tonight Show was mm. incredibly terrible, Legend of the Hidden Temple, did you mention that one? No. That was awful, Winter House, awful. Judy yeah. Justice, Unidentified with Demi Lovato, you mentioned that one?
2: No, because I I, I want to not think that that exists.
1: Okay, Tampa Bays, yes. which was a reality mm-hmm. show about Tampa in on the <laughs> bay. Uh, Paris in Love, did you mention that one? Mm hmm. Okay, that's my jam. Uh, Coming Out Colton
0: <laughs>
1: it was a very weirdly offensive show. Uh, yeah,
2: th- that today, together with Q Force is one of like, when, when I think of like, wrong things uh, in the L- L- LBTQ plus community.
1: <laughs> uh, when Nature Calls, I don't know if you. M- do you remember that one? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was the one where the they put all the terrible voices to the animals, and then it was oh, hosted yes, by hosted some famous by, actress. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, surreal mm-hmm. Estate. Sexy Beasts. I don't know how you didn't remember that I, one. I said that. I oh, okay.
2: didn't say
1: that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Secret Celeb Renovations was a weird show where they Quite. renovated celebrities' parents' houses. Uh, the Unorthodox Life. Singles Inferno, mm-hmm. McGruber. oh my gosh, yeah. So, uh, Cooking mm-hmm. with Paris, did you m- mention that? Yep. Okay. Yep. A lot of bad shows this year, for sure.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Luke, w- what about movies? Have you had, oh, had the time to... Oh, my gosh. Oh. I totally yeah. missed a show
1: on here that co- probably should have ended up in my top five. Wipeout.
2: Really? Oh, yes. I oh somehow
1: missed it on my list, and I'm just looking at it. I gave oh, did... Wipeout a zero, and
2: yeah, I, that too. was my
1: lowest score of the entire year. Now that I'm, we and should... I m- missed it. <laughs> well, we honorable mention. uh <laughs> We're gonna make a, a new category this year: S tier, uh, <laughs> and we'll call Wipeout S tier bad
2: yes. bad TV show this year. I totally agree, Luke, because I totally forgot that about that show as well.
1: And not only were the hosts incredibly terrible and cringe, but somebody mm-hmm. died and they decided died. to actually put the show out.
2: Put it on. <laughs> yeah. It was just like incredible. Anyway, <laughs> that was uh, some TV. And uh, we don't have any movie news, but let's do a uh, movie round because I've seen some movies. Okay. Uh, I've seen, uh, The Matrix resurrex- Resurrections, Resurrections. Oh, yeah, yeah, the new Matrix
0: movie. Mm-hmm. hmm
2: Yeah, uh, I loved it. Uh, very good. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Matrix 1. And by the way, audience, if you hear something in the background, the, that is, uh, uh our uh, fellow host of the show, uh, She's a little bit noisy, but don't mind mind She'll calm
1: down eventually My Chinchilla is, like, uh, on a warpath right now. (laughs) Yeah, she is doing, like, laps in her cage. She's, like, jumping off the walls. Uh, Yeah. I'll let her play right after we get done here if she's still going crazy. Usually she'd be asleep right now, like, because Chinchillas are nocturnal. So usually she's asleep by like, uh, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, mm. and she g- wakes up at like 8 o'clock at night, so they sl- she sleeps usually like 11 hours a day. That's why she's mm-hmm. usually like asleep right now, but uh, yeah. Well, today she's like, I want to be on the podcast. She is seriously <laughs> doing like, she's jumping off three walls at once, like going bing, 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 like a pinball. <laughs> she's going crazy right now. Yeah.
2: You shouldn't have fed her that meth. (laughs) The Christmas crack, right? Yeah, the Christmas crack. Anyway, uh, yeah, and uh, Polly is very cute. She's extremely cute, so she's allowed to make some noise in the background. Anyway, uh, Matrix uh, Resurrections, yeah. Um, I thought it is better than the second and the third movie, but not as good as the first. Uh, I, I think the first one is classic. I I know that Luke doesn't really agree, agree with that. I uh, think it's a little overrated, but I I will give this movie a seven. I I really really enjoyed it. Uh, it starts it starts the Matrix story in a in a different direction, and if you don't know uh, the three movies before this, you will have almost no enjoyable meant of it. So be a little aware of that
1: uh well i would assume people would assume that but i don't know i guess yeah if yeah if you have i don't know most people have seen them but uh yeah i'm gonna watch it eventually at some point we'll see when that happens Mm -hmm. uh the night teeth i saw this week because i just had it saved on my phone like, from a long time ago, whenever it came out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to put this it's on my so phone, and someday when the power goes out, I'm going to watch it, because mm-hmm. it's like a cool, you know, I can watch it at night with, like, the candlelight, and it's about vampires and mm-hmm. stuff. That's pretty, mm-hmm. you know, spooky and fun. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was more of a comedy than I thought it was going to be, I guess, <laughs> but it's, you know, the, it's a very um, updated vampire story about a, a clan of vampires who want to take over a city. Uh, and then these vampire hunters, uh, that want to stop them. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a story you've seen a bunch of times, really, don't you think? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the story isn't really the interesting part. It's the comedy bits and the acting is very interesting. The characters are very interesting. I was entertained, you know, all the way through. I give it a 6.5.
2: I saw the Norwegian movie Ninja Baby. Uh, okay about about this uh, n- girl named Raquel uh, that has a lot of plans for her life but she doesn't want to become a mo- mother she would rather uh, like get drunk and party or get stoned but uh, yeah but she can't ignore it is it her or is it the baby Uh I like the animation style Uh, together with the real-life story, Uh, very interesting, not as good as the two other Norwegian movies I've seen this year that I gave a 10 out of 10, but this is, this has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes look, so this is also one of those movies uh, a lot of like Norwegians are talking about this year, but I will give it a 8.5 I think, I really loved it, really really cool. Okay. But uh, not a, not as good as The World's uh, Worst Human. That is the best movie of the year. Or The best, Worst Person in the World, sorry. That I, I had in my list of the best movies of the year. Right. Uh,
1: South Park Post-Covid, Return of Covid. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: I didn't know if the, we.
1: I should put this in TV or movies, but we put the other one in movies because it was mm-hmm. called a movie, but this one wasn't really called a movie, right? It was. It was. It was, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cuz it was only an it was not it was only an hour long, right? And the other one yeah, was like an hour and one...
2: 20. No, it was an hour long that as well. Oh, really? Okay. Well,
1: I yes. thought I thought the other one was longer for some reason. Uh no. weird. Yeah, I guess this is... I don't know, it's just weird cuz it's not it doesn't feel like a movie, does it, when it's an hour no. long? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um Yeah, this was fine. I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was Mm -hmm. offensive or... uh, Well, it was offensive, but I mean, I I wasn't like, oh man, this is (laughs) not any... It doesn't hold up to the standards of the other one or anything like that. It was like, yeah, good follow-up, kind of interesting. I kind of think they could have maybe even waited uh, a month or two. I think they put it out a little too soon, right? I think this kind of uh, had... Tiger King syndrome or the you know they put out the thing a little too quickly and then I wasn't mm. as peaked interest as I would have been if they would have put it, put it out in a few months I
2: guess I don't know well I despised it uh, with a passion uh, I really really hated it I gave it a 3 out of 10 uh, when I watched it I I didn't think it was as funny as the first one I think the conclusions they came to was stupid and the only thing that saved it was standing. I really, really didn't like it.
1: Uh, okay, I thought the ending was good. Uh, mm-hmm. What else did you see? I saw Being the Ricardos. Oh, I started watching this and I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But it's ah. good, uh, good so far, I watched, I don't know, the first 45 minutes?
2: Yeah, this is directed by Aaron Sorkin, written by Aaron Sorkin. Has someone called Nicole, Nicole Kidman in it? Yeah, mm-hmm. never heard of her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Javier Bardem, Jakey Simmons, uh, Nina Arinda. Is it? Uh, even Jake Lacey is in it. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. It has uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73 on audience score. I think I would land on a 6.5, maybe seven.
1: Yeah, the acting is very yeah. good. It's all shot very She's well, amazed. and like
2: yeah.
1: the you would think in in this like uh, storyline wise, it would be slightly boring just because it's kind of autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Or uh, it's biography. It's kind of a biography. It's not really a biography though, but like wow. it's it's somewhat like biographical. Bio- uh, mm-hmm. But at least from what I've seen. Uh, their life was interesting
2: enough that it that I, I was entertained. And she's amazing as Lucille Ball. I like her voice, her mannerisms, everything. Very, very like Lucille Ball. Uh, yeah. Th-
1: the last thing I think we both saw, unless you saw something else. Nope. Uh, don't look up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big big talk of the week. Everybody's talking about this movie. Uh. When I was at Christmas, everybody was like, oh, yeah, did you see Don't Look Up? And I'm like, I'm watching it tomorrow.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't spoil it. Right. <laughs> don't, don't say anything. Yeah. I, we're not going to spoil it either, but holy moly. I love this movie. Very funny. So funny. It's
1: not really mocking uh, no. end-of-the-world movies, but it's just a comedy end-of-the-world movie where it's uh, it's an end-of-the-world movie it's an asteroid end of the world movie, but it's also in, in a way referencing current political, uh, not only events, but like strife between different factions of like the left and the right and, uh, Vax, anti-Vax, different things Mm -hmm. like that where like, uh, they use the asteroid or the comet. I mean, as like a replacement for those things. And then, uh, it's, a, it's talking about the asteroid, but you realize, oh, really, uh, it can also be equated to all these other political strifes we have in, in society today, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think this is uh, one of the best uh, movies uh, in a while when it comes to satire as well. I mean, it puts a thing very on the spot. It reminds me of, uh, Wag the Dog, almost, uh, in one way. In the satirical sense, in, like, the way it's it's sensibility. Yeah, I I can see that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what would you give this movie? Uh,
1: let's see. Uh, I gave it a, oh, I didn't give it a score.
2: Uh, I'd probably give it an 8. Yeah, I would give it an 8.5, actually. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was really well done, uh... And I think it can hold up in the future as far as like if you wanted to watch it in five years, I think it'd still be mm-hmm. entertaining. It's not too like when I say it talks about the politics, but it's not, it's doing it in a way where like I think those same kind of discussions will be relevant in five
2: years. So, yeah. Mm. Well, are you re- ready to hear the audio trailer for Velvet Queen?
1: It is fragile a redefined art to wait for an animal that is never guaranteed to come Hey look
0: So the cameraman
1: shooting bison or buffalo
2: I can't tell I don't know the difference uh
0: one has formed, I doubt it is, right? A I don't know. Isn't that the difference?
2: You see, this is a nature movie. It's, it's very nature, this nature a movie. A
1: and it's very French. Oui. Oh! Spellbinding and elegant.
2: <laughs> this is. my kind of mirror. I know this kind of you like this kind of movies. I mean this
1: looks Alright, it's not like a totally nature movie, it's more, it seems like it's about people who film nature movies, kind of, or take nature photos, which is more interesting than just the standard nature documentary, I guess. Mm.
2: Mm. I look up the f- French uh, the title of this, yeah, it is Le Pontre des Niges.
1: Opened, say that opened on Christmas right so I get oh it's yeah. about this guy who's chasing a snow leopard or tr- to try to f- photograph it obviously not to kill mm-hmm. it which that's pretty cool mhm uh so tell me what is this Oscar nominated movie all about in the heart of the Tibetan Highlands an award winning photographer guides a writer in his quest to document the infamously elusive snow letter snow leopard oh so the Photographer is taking the writer, uh, and the writer is documenting the whole thing. And then they also wow. filmed a movie. They really did, documented the crap the out of this. Yeah, this is very very meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. It's got a uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. eight point one out of ten on IMDb. Seventy-seven percent on Metacritic. Eighty-eight percent of Google users liked it. So good, good, pretty much across the board there.
2: Yeah. All good, uh, but it was impossible to find reviews for this.
1: Yeah, that's Uh, true. Yeah, well, user reviews at least. There were some other
2: reviews, but we don't really talk about those. No, so I went to IMDB for one change. Uh, uh, Tabal Michelle gave it 8 out of 10. The adoption of Sullivan Stason's book is an ode for, for beauty and patience. Are we going to see... Or her, and not uh, this uh, the oh, snow leopard. Suspend and no spoilers. I'm going to guess, uh, but I assure you, panther or not, the animals are, are there, and it's is mag- magnificent. Eight out of ten.
1: And then there was only one other review on there, and it said it said it was spoilers, but then I read it, and it says one out of ten. All. As for the story, well, it's like most of Anderson's movies, a tale about not particularly likable people trying to be happy in a world that doesn't approve of anything. And then I went and looked at who the director was and it's not their name is not Anderson. So I think this person put a review for the wrong movie under this under this film and gave it a one star. <laughs> Yeah. and I don't even know which movie. I'm assuming that uh, they're talking, maybe talking about the most recent Wes Anderson film. That's my Probably. guess. And yeah. somehow it ended up, they ended up posting it under the wrong film. I don't even know how you do that on IMDb. It's it would be really hard <laughs> because it's like a whole other page you have to go in to do user reviews, yeah.
2: right? Yeah. So weird. Uh, also coming out this week, Sing uh, Two. Can a koala, muster, moon and his all-star cast of animal performers prepare uh, to launch a dazzling stage extravaganza in the glittering entertainment capital of the world? Question mark? Oh, can do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I thought that was a question, like, uh, like uh, not a subscription. No. Uh, yes. There's only one hitch she has to find and pursue the world's most reclusive rock star to join them. Uh, what begins with a busted dream of big-time success soon becomes an emotional reminder of power of music heals even the most broken heart. Oh, uh, this has a 7.6 out of 10 on Rotten 67% of Rotten Tomatoes, 49% on Metacritic's. Ninety-four percent of Googlers like this movie. Has a lot of people like uh, Taryn Egerton, Bono is in it, Tor- uh, Tori Kelly, and Scarlett Johansson.
1: Okay, the Matrix Resurrections, which we d- you already talked about, to find mm-hmm. out if his reality or physic is physical or mental construct. Mr. Anderson, A.K.A. Neo, will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. If he's, if he's learned anything, it's that choice while an illusion, is still the only way out of or into the Matrix. Neo already knows what he has to do, but what he doesn't yet know is it, is that the Matrix is stronger, more secure, and far more dangerous than ever before. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Metacritic, and 63% of Google users liked it.
2: Hmm, that fits uh, with my 6.5 as well.
1: <laughs> it's very rare you see yeah. the all of the sites so closely grouped as far yeah. as like right around a 6 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a 6.4, 6.3. Yeah. And even the yeah. audience audience score, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Right. very.
2: And, uh, I gave it and I gave it 6.5, so That's that's pretty close. That's just really Uh,
1: weird that everybody is like, yeah, it's about a six.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The King's Man. This is a sequel, prequel. Yeah, prequel. Uh, One man must race against time to stop history's worst tyrant and criminals' masterpiece as they get together to plot a war that could wipe out millions of people and destroy humanity. Uh, directed by Matthew Wagen. Uh 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.1 out of 5 on Facebook, it's 85% of Google users like this movie. It has Gemma, Alterton, Ralph Fiennes and Colin Firth in it, for example.
1: Uh, the tender bar in 1972, nine-year-old J.R. McGuire moves into his grandfather's dilapidated house in Long Island, New York, searching for a father figure. He falls under the unconventional tutelage of his uncle Charlie, a charismatic, self-educated bartender. Um, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 68 on Fandango. 54% of Metacritic. 71% of Google users liked it. Directed by George Clooney, apparently. And it's got Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rabb, Christopher Lloyd. Mm. Okay.
2: Look, we have to stop this podcast because I have to run and watch the next movie because it looks so interesting, he said, ironically. (laughs) American Underdog. The Kurt Warner story. This is... (laughs) I saw the pictures and I was like... This is not the movie for me. <laughs> they inspire a little true story of Kurt Wagner, who overcome years of challenges and setbacks to become to, to two-time NFL MVP Super Bowl champion <laughs> and Hall of Fame quarterback, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy, I just don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> just when his chance uh uh when his dreams seems out of reach, the only uh and it's only uh with the support of his wife Brenda and the encouragement of his family, uh, of his coach and teammates that Warner perceives and finds the strength and shows the world what a champion he, he already is. Snooze Gosus balusus John Irvin. Edward Irvin, uh, with Zachary Levi, a- Anna uh, Pap-Queen, she's, she's cool, uh, has 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, whooping 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% on Metacritic. Can't you wait
1: to see that movie, Luke? I've seen... well. Oh, there's some snow. I've seen a lot of previews for this. Uh, it looks very, like... Um evangelical kind of thing going on also yay yeah. <laughs> uh, journal for uh, Jordan uh, deployed to Iraq first sergeant Charles Monroe King starts, a, starts to keep a journal of love and advice for his infant son back at home Dana Candy a senior editor for the New York Times revisits the story of his unlikely life-altering relationship with King and his enduring devotion uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Fandango, 42% on Metacritic, and 84% of Google users liked it. So, those are all over <laughs> the place. Hard to tell if it's good or bad or yeah. whatever, but it's got Michael <laughs> B. Jordan in it. <laughs> That's all I know.
2: Uh, which movie do I want to see the most of the one I haven't seen? Uh, Sing 2, I guess. Okay. Uh, I guess Matrix... Is what yeah, I probably want to see the most.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then maybe the Velvet Queen, actually, not Sing 2. It'd probably be the yeah. best one for me.
2: Uh, next week, we will talk news of the week, TV, and movies of the week. We will have the ADC's biggest scandal of the year tournament. And we have all every year for three, three years in a row now. Uh, this is the third time. Uh, Then we'll do something interesting. We will do Stay Close, episode one. What is Stay Close, Luke? Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Continue and all. (laughs) Cool. Uh, We will do another digital (laughs) review of Sensation. (laughs) That is also coming next week. Uh,
1: Stay Close. The lives of a photojournalist, a soccer mom, and a homicide detective are disturbed by a terrible event from the past. Um, Yeah, what is this on? Netflix. Netflix, okay. And it's got James mm-hmm. Nesbitt. Uh, who else is in this? Eddie Izzard is apparently in it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, mm. we'll check it out and see if it's good. And if it's not, we won't watch the rest of it. But
2: uh, <laughs> To it, be honest, this is, was one of the few things that uh, was available. Uh, was, uh, yeah. Available, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we have no Andy.
1: idea if this is going to be good or bad or anything. No. I, I have no, no idea. Problem. So, we're just going to no. go into it cold and
2: see what happens. Yeah. Uh okay. Anything uh, in the Jeremy round look. Uh
1: Let's see. Anything in the Jeremy round? I don't not I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of YouTube just because I've been having had, uh, had internet, so uh mm-hmm. yeah, I well there's something on with TikTok, there was, earlier this week, there was a lawsuit. Did you see that? No. Uh, let's see if I can find a thing about it. TikTok Moderator. Here we go. TikTok Moderator has sued the social media platform and his parent company over trauma caused by graphic videos uh, mm-hmm. in a proposed cross-action lawsuit. She said she had screened videos showing violence, school shootings, fatal falls, and even cannibalism. Uh, the plaintiff now has trouble sleeping, and when she does, she has horrific nightmares. Uh, compounding the problem, TikTok allegedly requires moderators to work 12-hour shifts with only a one-hour lunch and two 15-minute breaks. Uh, like, wow. watching terrible videos.
2: Uh, I've seen a lot of Five Nights at, Fre- at Freddy security breach uh, from Markiplier. not most of YouTube I've seen.
1: All right, I guess I talked about that last week. know uh, yeah. yeah, it was... It there's a lot of people doing it like it's definitely the big game uh, I mean it looks pretty so that's why it's not it's fun to watch like uh uh let's plays of it is cuz it just looks looks nice right and it's kind of entertaining mm-hmm. the storyline is got a mystery aspect to it so it's kind of you're following a mystery also so it's a, i think it's a perfect thing for like a let's play kind of situation mm-hmm. uh
2: please don't force me to talk about chess Hint, hint. What I, well, I thought the chess
1: was over. What's going on with the chess?
2: Well, uh, there has been uh, the Christmas tradition of bullet and lightning chess. Uh, Magnus Carlsen didn't even finish in the top three in in uh, lightning chess, and he lost his championship in in bullets. So. Yay! <laughs> well, do you think he did it on purpose? Is that what you're? No, 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 no. He didn't. He he really wanted to win this. Uh, he 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 got third place, but it's so different rules. Because I thought and he was there was a whole thing of he was gonna retire or whatever. Yeah, that was long, 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 long chess. Sh- oh, just long, okay. Long I see. Time. Right. Yeah. Okay. With lots of thinking time. So, yeah. I've seen a lot of chefs lately. Echo. Echo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, I have said that before. There was the new Channel was, yeah. 5 video. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen
1: it. You haven't seen it yet? Uh. Nope. It's about, like, the fish. You know, the band Fish. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're hanging out in a parking lot outside of a fish concert where there's, like, all these people doing drugs. Like, that parking lot outside of a fish concert is is its own kind of like um, uh ecosystem kind of. And he goes in there and check. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been in, I not I don't think I've ever been to a fish show, but I've been to like similar groups like String Cheese, and there mm-hmm. definitely is this kind of culture there for sure. So when you see it, I I don't know, it, it this isn't exaggerated. I mean, it's exaggerated to the, to a degree for comedy, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, this is it's definitely. A good one, for sure, to check out.
2: Do you want to predict something for 2022? That you think maybe will happen?
1: A prediction for 2022? Hmm. Uh... I can't even think of anything right off the top of my head. Uh,
2: Yeah, no. Do you think we will have more movies closed? Yes. Oh, what do you think... Uh, is prince andrew
1: going to be put in jail? Uh, that's a good question.
2: Uh yeah. no, I don't think he's
1: going to go to jail. Will he be will he f- be found guilty in a mm-hmm. civil case? Um Maybe he might be. I think so, yeah. I and think So you yes. make a prediction, you're going to say yes, then I'll say I'll say no to make it interesting mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. it can go either way though so it's hard that's a hard prediction to make uh, will we see a new corona
2: variant oh that's a good question uh, I say no
1: uh, I'll, I'm
2: I'll probably say yes uh, uh, do you think uh, the Democrats will lose uh, the midterms? Oh
1: yes, definitely. I mean yeah, that's not even yeah. I don't even need to predict that one. That's just gonna happen.
2: <laughs> I agree. Uh, what else do we have next year that is important. Can uh, you think of anything? No, not really right off the top of my head. Will you podcast with
1: uh, fro? I might podcast think? with fro. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah.
2: I, I think I, I, I think so as well. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, anyway, I wish all of you listeners a happy, uh, peaceful, new year, and we will all see you in January. Do you want to say something? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, hopefully, we all have a good year uh, coming up, and happy new year, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.
0: Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Citizen. Citizen.